So let's just, you know, let's just bring it in again from the start. Back to the band. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Back to the Bins. I'm Paul Spataro, and that is Dr. Bill Robinson. Scott Gardner is on assignment. Oh, His assignment is clean up all the crap in his house. Assignment Earth. Wait, no. Assignment, assignment Oviedo. <laughs> so we uh, plan to do a Freaky Five today, and... Bill suggested we do miniseries, and I thought, no problem. That'll be real easy to come up with five of my favorites. And then he said, no more than four issues in any miniseries. <laughs> and I said, uh-oh. Whoops. That, cuts, that probably cuts four out of the five off my list. So uh, I had to do a little bit more thought, a little bit more thinking than I thought I was going to have to. Uh, but I came up with my Freaky Five, and before we started to record, uh, we took guesses on what's, what companies they came from, and I hit Bill's on the nose that he has two Marvels, two DCs, and an indie. Uh, Bill correctly indicated I had three and two Marvel and DC, but had it reversed, he thought I had three Marvel, and I actually have three DC, which no. even, even surprised me. <laughs> Yeah, because you're more traditionally a a Marvel, a Marvel guy. guy. I am definitely so, a Marvel guy. I mean, I, guy. I wasn't trying to go for equal representation. It just kind of ended up that way, and I was like, "Oh, no!" <laughs> frankly, I thought I thought there was a chance I was going to have five Marvels and no DCs. But you know, like I said, I surprised myself a little bit. Uh, so, uh, do we want to jump right in this, or do we have anything to kind of talk about? Uh, no, I think we can jump right in. I don't. Think... Actually, you know what? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a side topic already. <laughs> after asking you that, uh, Scott was Scott was planning to join us. Oh yes, and yeah. I, you know, we're speculating as to what he would have picked. Mm. And I have I have two that I'm very confident of right off the top of my head. Would one of those be the? Isn't wasn't the Phantom Zone? That's one of them, the Phantom okay. Zone. Yeah. And the other one is the Bob Layton Hercules miniseries. Oh, yes, yes. I thought of that when I was looking through. I'm going like, oh, I, I know that would be on Scott's list. In fact, I purposely left that one off my list because I figured it would be on Scott's. Mm. So I figured we were already going to discuss it. I didn't need to have it on. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was a, you know, the artwork in that was beautiful. The story was just fun. Uh, you know, it, it really just presented the character of Hercules very, very well. Uh, and and it you know it was it was in the in the day when you know there weren't that many miniseries that were just kind of becoming in vogue at that time, so it was kind of you know felt kind of special at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Phantom Zone one, you know, had the kind of unique thing of having Gene Colan draw Superman stuff, which wasn't something that happened very often. Hmm. So that that's the thing that stood out for that for me. I just thought of another one, and I don't know why I didn't put on there, but I just realized that I What's, didn't. But that's so, okay. It, it'll be an honorable for, message. For, yeah, we could do message. some honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah. 
So we might as well jump in. You want to give you number five? Uh, yeah, in no particular order. Uh, I'm just going to start from. I just start from the bottom of this list that I made, and that is going to be Kingdom Come, DC. Well, then we're going to do this really quick because my number five is Kingdom Come from DC. <laughs> well, tell them what they won, Johnny. <laughs> It's that's really strange that it's the same exact one, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, that Kingdom Come was in May through August of 1996. Uh, yeah. You know, the biggest selling point was the Alex Ross artwork on it. Mm-hmm. The Mark Wade story was really cool. Uh, you know, it, it it went under. I guess the the theory Elseworlds. It was the Elseworlds was, title too. So that's. Yeah, it was definitely an Elseworlds story, and it was that all the heroes had kind of been replaced over time with... With newer, more kind of violent ones, like a lot of the big ones, the big guns had kind of stepped back. Superman had kind of gone into isolation. Um, There was was an accident in the Midwest that killed, like, a large portion of the food production. Um, You know, everybody kind of went their own way. Um, and Luther... Like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Luther organized the Mankind Liberation Front, which sounds a little too close to MILF for my liking. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> You're the what? Uh, yeah, and then I remember one of the big reveals was, well, I don't want to spoil too, too much, was uh, with C- Captain Marvel was being was kind of brainwashed by Luther to be used as a weapon against um, Superman. This had the whole Magog. And there was just a great fight scene between the two of them. Yep. Really, uh, yeah, the art. Yeah, Magog was was introduced as a new character who was the, you know, the the leader of the anti-heroes, I guess you'd call him. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, yeah, the... the, uh, what you call it, the, the artwork by uh, Alex Ross was just absolutely beautiful. Now, Alex Ross, to me, is I, I don't consider him to be a great storyteller in his art. Uh, you know, he gets by, but I think a lot, he largely gets by because it's just you look at the pretty images and you say, ooh. Wow, ooh, yeah. And what's fun is when, when they reveal to you like what his influences are, uh, for example, for uh, Captain Marvel, uh, his influence was Fred McMurray, mm-hmm. and and things like that. When and when you see it, and and you know, it's side by side with actual photographs and things. It really is very interesting. How how somebody could put out a comic book with that many images on it, you know, it, it's just mind boggling to me because you'd think it would take forever. Yeah. You think it would take like a, a year just to do one issue, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one little side note about Magog. I actually have a Magog statue that my like my L- LCS had forever, and I think I got it on a sale for like ten dollars. And it's got he's actually on one foot. Like the statue is is his foot only one foot is on the ground, and the other one's raised like he's running and he's holding his um, spear in front of him. And then mm-hmm. the base of it is just like a like you know the ground that he's standing on. It's a very um, dynamic, very active-looking statue. I've, I, I don't have many statues, but I was like, you know what? I, for 10 bucks, I can get this. It's nice. 
I like it. They had a follow-up to this in uh, yeah, JSA. Well, that too, where, and then they, the, had the other, the, uh, they had the where, follow-up where, series too. Yeah, which I never read The Kingdom. Yeah, I, I, I don't really remember much of it either. Uh, but yeah, they did follow up in the JSA. Uh, with with the uh, basically, basically the King, Kingdom comes, Superman comes down and is with the uh, JSA. And uh, I don't remember all the details of it, but I do remember it was a pretty good read. Yeah, they wanted to prevent New Earth from basically going the same way as the Earth that... Oh, I don't remember the number of the Earth they were on. Mm. The original mm. Kingdom Come. So. so, yeah, that's number five, and good choice, Bill. Good choice, Paul. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, you want to go to number four? Uh, my number four is the four-issue Hawkeye miniseries from 1983. That almost made my list. It, it did not, but it came very close to being on there. I like that series because uh, I've always liked Hawkeye as an Avenger. That And that opening uh, cover of him standing on a rooftop with the boat, you know, he's got the bow drawn back he's getting ready to shoot the arrow and mockingbird is in, in in the background jumping across the rooftops as well i when i was a kid i would try to trace that and 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 draw that and then through the whole series i mean it's really not i, I don't want to say it's not well i mean it, it's just a simple story about him and her and how they kind of grow to like each other also like in the last issue that's where he loses his hearing because he had a um Although I don't know if that's been retconned and changed, that he's got his hearing back now. But that was when he had a sonic arrow in his mouth to prevent from being, I believe, brainwashed. And mm -hmm. and um, um, he goes deep. Yeah, and she basically says that she'll go out with him, or um, <laughs> but he doesn't. He can't hear her because of the arrow. It's like what? Uh, and then you know he's like, hey, hey, hey. And helps him get a hearing aid and everything. I mean, it's a simple story, but I like it. I mean, the art isn't bad. It's you know, I mean, I mean, it's not a, it's not a Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet, but it's just a nice, a nice story. Yeah, it's exactly it. It's it's not, it's not earth shattering, but it's a nice compact four issue series, and it does kind of set up Hawkeye. Uh, it ends up with him marrying Mockingbird, actually. Yeah. And it kind of puts and, him a and little it sets bit, him up for the West Coast Avengers, really. Yeah, it puts him more in a leadership role that he's not just uh, a hothead. And most of the covers were done by uh, Bob Layton, I believe. So it's it's just all around. I'm just ch checking that for a fact right now about the covers, and of course, it doesn't want to take me to it. I don't want that picture. Stop it! All right. Let me make sure. I'm trying to see if they're all done by Bob Layton. Yeah, it looks like they were. So yeah, it's it's a nice series. I like it. That's why I picked it. <laughs> and I like it too. That's why it was almost on my list. And number four on my list is from 1998 by Alan Davis, JLA The Nail, which was a. <laughs> it's my number three. <laughs> which is <laughs> it's a three issue miniseries. Uh, and it's basically contemplating what would happen if a nail got in the tire of Jonathan Kent so that they weren't on the road when the spaceship 
came down to earth and mm-hmm. they weren't there to rescue baby Kal-El and we had a world without Superman because of that. And it's, you know, it's pretty cool. You have the, you know, the remaining Justice Leaguers and what's going on with them. And eventually we find Kal-El who was raised by an Amish couple, Amish yeah. couple who found him. Uh, but he, you know, he kind of has the, the battle, you know, over his, uh, pacifist ways and taking care of things so it was pretty cool well i mean it, it, he uh because in this jimmy olsen has uh been grafted with kryptonian dna from luther because they LexCorp discovered the empty spaceship and used the dna and was creating their own clones bizarro clones and stuff and made jimmy a kryptonian human hybrid and it's jimmy fighting the jla that they come upon the amish farm and jimmy tries to persuade Kal-El to join him and Jimmy then vaporizes Kal-El's Amish parents in front of him and that's what finally engages uh, Cal to fight stupid Jimmy yeah but then Jimmy uh, loses control of powers of the powers and his body falls apart so and there there was eventually a sequel to it called another nail yeah another brick in the wall Which kind of wrapped up a few little plot holes from the previous story, but uh, I think that the first one is the better of the two. Yeah, oh, I definitely think so. I mean, just the uh, not that the second is really... one is bad. No, 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 no. But the art is really, really good. So the my number three, since we've already done your number three, yeah, since we did my number three, yeah, is from nineteen ninety five. I'm just wondering if you're going to be. Oh God, you picked another one of mine. <laughs> Uh, by Peter David, The Last Avengers Story. Nope, I didn't pick that one. Okay. Oh yeah, that so, was only a two-issue. Oh. Yeah, it was a two-issue miniseries. I have to say, I was not crazy about the art in it. I was going to say, the art... Mm-hmm. Which is by Ariel Olivetti. Did we do that in a spotlight? Uh, we... I don't know. I don't think we ever did... We, we've talked about it, but I don't think mm-hmm. we ever actually covered it. Uh, it was supposed to be a... Uh, a, a what if book and apparently there was a lot of uh, editorial issues with it and it went on the shelf for a while and then uh, it, it really is it just comes down to an older JLA and mm-hmm. uh, excuse me an older Avengers, oh, Avengers rather yeah and their ultimate downfall by Ultron and Kang Ultron and, what, uh, like 59 or something yeah, I'm not even sure uh but you know, it, it, in many ways, it's the precursor to what they eventually did with Old Man Logan. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things about it that, that are similar, including a blind Hawkeye. Yeah, which now I saw a advertisement, just getting a little off topic, but on current books, I saw an advertisement for Old Man Quill, for Peter Quill. Oh, really? Because they're doing they've done Old Man Hawkeye, right? As, as a series, not just in the Old Man Logan uh, book. Mm-hmm. So I guess now Old Man Quill, let's may may or not be interest may or may not be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, depends on how well it's written, but it's it's just I, like I said, it was just a pretty cool Elseworlds or what if story, not Elseworlds. I'm, I'm mixing up my Marvel and uh, DC. <laughs> uh, I think that I, I'm trying to remember. There's there's like a brutal scene where 
I don't know if it's the Hulk or if it's the Hulk and somebody else, and just uses Tigra, Tigra's legs like a wishbone. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so I forgot just, about that. Just, you know, really brutal. And uh, that was my number three. So we got two more to go. Got two. Uh, I don't. Well, I know you're not going to have this because it comes in as my indie. In this comic was, uh, I think it was this one. So what is it, Mantis? Mantis? You said this one. Oh no, no. I'm trying to remember when I first started to read this because this one has a weird publication um, set up to it. Uh, and that's Ministry of Space by Image. Okay, I've never read that. I'm not really familiar with it at all. Ministry of Space is, I like alternate history stories. And this is a, uh, I got a quick write up here. It's, it's a it's a three-part alternate history miniseries written by Warren Ellis, published by American company Image Comics in 2001 to 2004. So what happened was the first two issues came out pretty quick. But then it was almost three years before the final issue in the three-issue series came out. Um, and I'm just going to read this quick blurb. The story is set in, in an alternate history where soldiers and operatives of the United Kingdom reached the German rocket installations ahead of the U.S. Army and the Soviets and, and, and brought all the key personnel and technology to Britain in a mirror of the real world's Operation Paperclip, which I have to remember. Yeah, that's where they brought Von Braun and everybody over here. Thus is created the Ministry of Space, whose mission is to develop British space technology and establish a firm foothold in space for Queen and Empire. Uh, elements of social commentary are present throughout the book, as is typical of Ellis' work. While the drama of the story is found in the lives of the first pioneers of space exploration, as in the right stuff, this social commentary disguised in a snippet of dialogue here and a background detail in art elsewhere, relying upon the reader's own observations to bring it to light. Yeah, so if you read it the first time and you're not really pay paying attention, you may not clue yourself into certain things. But then you go back and you're like, oh, wait a minute. And and I don't want to spoil anything about it for anybody that wants to read it. So, but like some of the uh, the alternate history is uh, like the Brits broke the sound barrier in 46. They lost, launched the first satellite in 48. Um, pioneered manned space flight in 1950. Built a space station called uh, Churchill Station in, from 1953 to 56. Um, landed on the moon in 57, and in 1960 found water on the moon. And then they established a colony base in, on Mars in 1969. So, and the story goes all the way to 2001. No, not a space, all, uh, 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 you know. <laughs> so, uh, but I had originally, i trying to remember where I was at, because I had... I was in uh, Burbank, beautiful downtown Burbank. I was actually there once. I was I was flown out there for a school way back when, um, when I um, worked for, well, I still work for Tyco slash Simplex Cornell slash Johnson Controls. But anyway, they sent me to a class out there. And when you know what, I, I had stopped collecting comics. And right across the street from me, from my hotel, was a comic book store. So I went in there, and I believe on the shelf or was uh, JLA and the Avengers with George Perez, and I believe I then spotted 
issue three of Ministry of Space and was like, oh my god! So I had to buy both. (laughs) (laughs) And thus began my trek back into madness with comic books. But yes, Ministry of Space, I would recommend, I I recommend it. Okay, I I think I may have seen that in the, the, in the stores at the, some point, but the I artist don't... is Chris Weston, and if you look up a lot, of, he did a lot of 2000 AD stuff. But he does do I, you could say photo reference, but he does put his own stamp or spin on the photo referencing. It's not complete photo reference. Um, like if you were to do a search for him under Google, if you want, Paul, the first one of the first images that comes up is a picture of Clint Eastwood. And I think it's really pretty good. Although, you know, it's obviously photo reference, but, um, and then you see others for Mad Max and, um, Kurt Russell from The Thing, Patrick McGowan from The Prisoner, uh, like a new movie poster for Blazing Saddles. There's all kinds of cool, cool stuff that he has in here. Well, let me, let me try this. What, what's his name? Chris Weston, W-E-S-T-O-N. Oh, yeah, there's the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly poster. So, yeah, that that first Clint Eastwood one, if you go down to the next line, there's a... Oh, that's an excellent Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And then right below that, in the the next row, is the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly movie poster that he did. Oh, he's good. Gotta yeah. say, Blazing Saddles, Die Hard, Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, Rocky Horror Picture Show, Casino Royale, Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Then you, you know you go down a little further. He's got some of the the 2000 AD stuff. They have uh, some Miracle Man stuff here. I don't know if he drew that. We're trying to look up Ministry of Space. Let's see, let's get that art. Yeah, so, so if you add Ministry of Space to the end of that, you'll see some of the the art from from the comic as as well. Okay, now I'm going to do that later because yeah, it, make, yeah. it makes for the whole a boring <laughs> podcast to listen to oh, me these guys are just do Google at... searches. Yeah, uh, my number two is Green Arrow: The Longbow Hunters. Oh, three okay. issue prestige format comic miniseries from 1987, written and drawn by Mike Grell, and uh, you know it's, it's it's one of the first really more sophisticated adult stories that I can think of. Uh, you know, in, in the story, Ollie Queen is 43 years old. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a, uh, you know, there's this killing going on. There's, uh, you know, sadly, there's rape going on. Uh, you know, it's not, not presented in a very uh, nice way, put it that way. And, uh, you know, she, she gets tortured and he has to go on on a revenge kick. It's a little bit, there's a little bit of death wish in here, I think. Mm. Uh, but it, you know, the Mike Rell artwork is beautiful. The story is more grown up than what you generally see. More realistic in a lot of ways. So, you know, I just thought it was a top uh, top notch story. I'm sure uh, Ruth and Darren Sutherland would agree with me. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever read it? I I haven't. Um, I think I read it at too young an age to really have it sink in. Cause that when was that again? Eighty seven. Yeah, I was still still in high in in high school. So I think I bought it, like flipped through it, and but never went back to it. Not because it wasn't good, just because I think I just had more stuff going on as a nineteen eighty seven, getting ready to graduate high school and other things. So that's that's on my fault that I haven't got got back to it. Of course, that it's, is been, it's been quite many years. I totally blame you. <laughs> it's, it's not my fault. Yeah, well, locusts. <laughs> exactly. I definitely highly recommend it. And I think we should probably cover it one day. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these would be good choices for us to, you know, that, I, as I was ma- making this list, I go, oh, yeah, we could talk about this. Oh, yeah, this, this would be good to cover, you know, f- for this. So. So that's, you did your number two? Was Ministry in Space your number two? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're up to number one. Oh, so it's me. Okay, uh, this one may surprise you. It may. Because it surprised me. Not, not that it's number one, but just because it made this list. But when I thought about a, a, a miniseries that I was like really excited for, and that is the four-issue Marvel from 1983 to 1984, and that's Magic. The oh, story that does of, surprise me. The story of, uh, of what... Ileana? Yeah, the story of what happened to Ileana, because in X-Men 160, she disappears at age 6 and returns in the same issue at age 13. And this miniseries is what took what took place in her life in that seven years she was in Limbo with uh, Belasco and an, uh, a Limbo version of Storm and Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler. And it's... I, I, I was surprised that this, you know, because my criteria was like you know one that i really that i i still own today and one that i was really excited for because it was a big mystery everybody's like oh my god what happened why where did she go what happened blah 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 because and it took almost like a year (laughs) later before that even came out you know because she she came back and she was she had this mystical sword and she had these weird powers and this basically explains all that that was a not only a good series just to sit and read, but it but it did have more wide ranging ramifications and and you know yeah it would lead into the new mutants and um you know she would become a member of them later on because she was aged so now she was like age appropriate to be with them. Uh, it was written by Chris Claremont. You had uh, John John and Sal. Buscema and Ron Friends did the art, and in the inks were Tom Palmer, and the mm-hmm. colorist was Glennis Ween. So I mean, we you had a top, you had some good, good creators, good artists, good writers, all around good. Yay! Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree with you. I think that was that. But like that I, beat I, out I, it, other things that you would think I would have picked, but it was like, no, that's not you know was not my criteria. Yeah, you know, it, it, it really flew under my radar when I was trying to figure out which books to pick. Uh, but I definitely think it merits consideration, and I'm glad it's on your list. Uh, my number one kind of takes us full circle from the first one, which was Kingdom Come. This is Marvel's, which is kind of the precursor to Kingdom Come mm-hmm. uh, on a Marvel land. It's, it's not 
the same type of story where, where Kingdom Come was an Elseworlds tale. Marvels is kind of a retelling of the Marvel universe from you know, starting with uh, the in- invention or uh, introduction of the Human Torch mm-hmm. back in 1940 or so, and you know taking us through uh, with the mutant hysteria and the coming of Galactus and eventually the death of Gwen Stacy uh, through four issues. And it's told, you know, there's, there's no new story really being told, except it's told from the point of view of Phil Sheldon, who's a reporter. Uh, and, you know, he's our point of view character, certainly. And he's, you know, he's just kind of an everyman. He's, he's a newspaper reporter, but he's not, he doesn't have superpowers. He's not, you know, uh, He's not Superman's buddy, Jimmy Olsen. You know, he's he's just a regular guy who's seeing all this stuff as a street level person, and it's told in kind of a reverent fashion. You know, it's it's the artwork again is just beautiful, and it's kind of shown like to be to give you the perspective that if you were there viewing this, it would be awe inspiring, and I really really just enjoyed the heck out of this and that's number one on my list you know I've never read that oh I definitely think you should if nothing else just for the artwork I mean I've seen shots you know here and there with it but I, I've just never sat down and read it which you know kind of weird but you can't read everything well, <laughs> well, it might be another one for us to cover on here because oh, we could go okay. through a page by page and just sit and go ooh and ah as we look at all the artwork uh, have to figure out, like, do research and figure out where all the models came from. Yeah, well, that would be part of it, I think, because there's, you know, he definitely uses a lot of, you know, real life uh, inspiration for the looks of his characters. Uh, so that's that's the Freaky Five. Do you have anything on your honorable honorable mention list? Uh, my honorable mention, uh, I think we, in a another aborted recording <laughs> that we had before we had some difficulties. Uh, I mentioned like the very first thing that popped into my head was the four issue Vision and Scarlet Witch series, mm-hmm. um, because of how that tied in with the whole uh, mythos with who her fa- who her dad was, you know, the wizard and all that. Um, also, I had uh, the four issue Wolverine series. Yeah, I had that on my honorable mention list, and that one we covered. Yes. Uh, completely in one episode, all four issues, uh, when the movie The Wolverine came out. Mm-hmm. Um, JLA Avengers is on my honorable mention list. Yeah, uh, I thought be- of that one, and I just kind of... I don't know why it, it didn't make my list, because it probably should have, but it didn't. I don't know, maybe because it was too good, or just because it was like... I don't know. I wanted things that weren't just high sellers but things that really interest me mm-hmm. I had more of a vested interest in um, and then the the last one I've got on my honorable mention was uh, The Dark Knight Returns to Frank Miller so I actually had two Frank Millers in my honorable mention or was no wait was The Dark Knight no it was Dark Knight Returns that was four issues right I believe it was yeah the first one, not the other one. After yeah, the second one was awful, and I think the third one—I didn't read the third one, but it, I get the feeling it was even worse. 
So what do you got for your honorables? Any? Well, no, I had I had the Wolverine series. I had Hercules, which I figured Wrong. Scott was yeah. going to take. And the only reason, it probably would have made it into my top five, except I left it off because I figured it would be in Scott's. Uh, and I didn't actually list any other honorable mentions. Uh, you know, then there's, yet there's some that are like miniseries, but they took place in the regular series. Uh, like oh, yeah, like yeah. Old, Man, old Man Logan did that. that yeah, I really I, enjoyed that. I thought of that, but I figured, nah, let's just keep it, you know, because that's really like a storyline thing, not really mm-hmm. a miniseries. Although they would, although later they could put it out as a trade, so, mm, you know, go figure. Go figure. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Oh, I also had the uh, original miniseries for the West Coast Avengers. Oh yeah, that was that was on my honorable mention list. That's so I didn't actually I didn't actually the list them. That's why I have to think. I have to sit and think. What was it? What did I? Which ones were I thinking about putting on? <laughs> I'm trying to look to see when we did Wolverine, but it's so long ago. Uh, well, that was hmm. that was a while ago when that movie came out too. I think. Yeah, it was. I'm just flipping through the. Uh, you know the the back to the bins page on on the website, and it's taken me a while to to get to it. If it if I well. find it all, um, while you do that, I'll just look and see when the movie came out. It was the Wolverine, right? Yeah. The Wolverine, twenty thousand thirteen. The or the either one. A A Wolverine. He's Canadian after all. <laughs> Uh, my jokes suck. You said it. 2013. I'm on 2014 right now. Stay on target. He's zeroing in, folks. Oh, I'm up to Apes Week, Apes Month. Oh, memories. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed doing Apes Month. We should do another Apes Month just for the heck of it. Another Apes Month. No, the Apes Month Bites the Dust. Hey, we're going to get some too. Another Apes Bites the Dust. And another one coming. Did we do that before? Back to the bins on the road? There, we, Yeah, we did. So that was before I visited you guys in Florida. Was it Back to the Bins episode 116? We did the Wolverine. 116? Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, exactly. I didn't realize it was so long ago. <laughs> Shameless, obligatory, coattail-riding Wolverine episode. And it was me, you, Scott, and special guest Chris Honeywell. Yeah, because we each took an issue. Yeah, I had an issue with you. You still do. So that's it for this Freaky Five. I'm, we, we are definitely going to do longer miniseries. We're going to have an episode on that. Probably that'll be our next Freaky Five. But if anybody's listening and you have any suggestions for Freaky Five episodes... Please write in and let us know, or put it on the Facebook page. Yes, please. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for listening for to this relatively short episode, and uh, we'll see you next week. Well, if you'd like, I could sing something to take us out, and uh, no? No? Sure, uh, sure. Go ahead. Sing. Oh, man, I was hoping you were going to sing, because I got nothing to sing. <laughs> Just when you expect me to zig, I zig. Oh, jeez. Uh 
Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, all rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Maybe we could just watch It's a Mad, 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 Mad World instead. It's under a big W, I tell you. A big W. I laughed out loud last night because I was watching clips to it. I forgot that when Jimmy Durante actually passes away. He kicks a bucket. He literally kicks the bucket. I laughed out loud when I saw it. I went, ah! Smile at Grogan. (laughs) Tell me it's okay, Aunt Belle. Tell me you forgive me. Because I got on that because uh, I was watching from our Listen to the Prophets discussion about Terry Thomas, so I was looking at Terry Thomas clips, <laughs> and it got to that, and then I, I fell down a rabbit hole. I fell right down to Eddie Rabbit Hole. It was well, That woman is positively awful. <laughs> I say. <laughs> what is the preoccupation with bosoms? <laughs>